Welcome to Inside Comfort with Jerry Navarra from Jerome's Furniture. And now here's Drake Van Hooser. All right, everybody, welcome. We're on episode three of Inside Comfort with Jerry Navarra. I'm Drake Van Hooser, your trusty co-host. And today we are going to talk about sofas. Everybody, you know, it's something that everybody has in their home. So we're going to talk briefly just a little bit about the construction and some of the basics, uh, specifically about stationary upholstered sofa. And um, kind of really more specifically, what you want to look for though, when you're out buying one. And Jerry's going to fill us in here on some tips. How are you today, Jerry? I'm doing great. I see you brought in a bottle of wine for us today. What are we drinking? Uh, this is a Cabernet. It's Oberon from Napa. And um, it seems like lately they've gotten, the, the wine is doing better. And um, I like their Chardonnay so much. For the money, I thought we'd try this one. Their prices have gone up a little bit. It seems like as soon as they get uh, some notoriety, they their prices go up. Yep. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's really changed since you opened the bottle here, for sure. It's really smooth and uh, pretty good wine. I think you're getting, I mean, I think progressively, as the weeks have gone on here, the bottles have gotten better and better. So I'm excited to see what you bring next time. Yeah, I'm running out of the cheaper ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> now we're getting into your good stuff. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, this is actually pretty good uh, for the money. It's, I think it's about a $20 bottle. And uh, it might it's a 17 It might be a little early. But uh, just in the last 10, 15 minutes, it's smoothed out yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. All right, so let's jump into it here. So I guess a lot to talk about in sofas. So I was thinking, you know, let's talk about from the skeleton up, right, from the frame up. So first we're going to talk about frame construction and you know what are some common methods of construction that you see in the industry here for sofas and then what are some shortcuts that you know you kind of notice that people have taken over the years well um, an amazing thing is that we sell pretty good sofas for six seven eight hundred nine hundred dollars uh, and we sold um, in 19. 90 pretty good sofas for five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. So, the you know, obviously, you can only pinch so much. The factories have uh, just lengthened their production runs and they've just found ways to squeeze little pennies here and there out of the product. I, it's, uh, it's so reasonable today. Sofas, I think, you know, the sofas we sell are so reasonable mm -hmm. that, um, I, 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 I don't know how they could be any less, honestly. Have you noticed the difference in the quality and construction of frames? I mean, uh, I noticed, you know, a lot of our frames are still made, we've got hardwood options, we've got options that are uh, more valued and engineered with other right. composite materials in there. And uh, I guess back when you were starting, is there a difference now in the way they're made or is it pretty much the same? Well, I'd say they're, they're more uniform today than they were 50 years ago. Um, 50 years ago, there were a lot more options. There weren't as many. Um, I mean, there, there were there were many more factories. Interesting. Yeah. Just 10 times more factories. Yeah. You had a lot more options. It was just a different world then. Now it's just a giant squeeze. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd hate to be in the manufacturing business. It's very tough for these guys. Um, and uh, there are uh, probably fewer selections. So there's much more of an emphasis on high production products. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the quality is less. It just means that they're making 
quite a few of the same thing. Yeah. And uh, for instance, when they make a particular sofa, they might make three or four hundred of them in one day. So it means that uh, when they they cut the fabric with the pattern, they're cutting. They can cut maybe two hundred patterns at one yeah. time yeah. instead of doing it one time with a, a pair of scissors, yeah. the old-fashioned way. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's, you know, people probably don't even really take into consideration what goes into the construction of their, you know, so far, I mean, we live in such a consumable society now, I think, where everything's seen is just, uh, it, well, it's so mass-produced, right? You don't think about the craftsmanship that goes into it, but really a lot of the frames and everything still has to be hand-built no matter where they're constructed, right? Yeah, they, they are hand-built. Some factories will do, will cut all their own lumber for their frames and others will um, buy the parts and then just assemble them. So you could imagine if um, a sofa frame is put together, if, if you've done a hundred in one day, you get muscle memory, you, you just, there's no wasted motion, they just they just put the parts together and attach them. Of course, they have jigs to put these things in place, but it just goes really fast. Whereas if you're doing a few, it's going to take you five, six, seven times as long Yeah. because you're thinking your way through it. Well, you mentioned jigs, and that was something that you and I, in preparation for this episode, were talking about, and it was found it to be interesting when you were you were determined I mean, or discussing the types of factories out there that are making sofas, right? There's high production factories and then your, there's your custom factories. And I guess that kind of goes back to what you were saying as far as, you know, I, they're set up to, it's like a car plant, right? The car, the assembly line set up to make one model a car. Right. And they can make a ton of that one model. And so you maybe you don't see the depth of, of I guess, variety and customization, but the quality's there. And right. Can you try, yeah. All right, that's true. So. Um, you can really break factories into initially into two categories. One would be high production, and the and the other would be customization, more customization, mm -hmm. more sizes, um, more fabrics to right. select from. Okay, and that is really going to affect the price. For instance, the identical sofa from a high production house, identical fabric. Uh, the same sofa from a customization house could cost two to three times as much. Wow. And it's just the economies of scale mm -hmm. and how fast that's able to go through there. I'm saying with no difference in quality. And then apart from, and then within each of those, you have differences in quality. For instance, in high production houses, you have some that are just making it for price, get it as low as possible, and some that are very exacting that uh, actually give you a lot for your money, give you a nice quality product. Um, but And then the the customization houses are pretty much gonna be you know, better quality all the way through just because uh, the prices that they have to charge pushes them into a high level, sure, so yeah. the quality, some, some level of good quality has to be there. Like an artisanal level sofa, if you will, right? Yes. Almost, yeah, right. Um, well, so, Frames are an interesting part of the sofa because you can't, you know, when you're out shopping, it's not like, you know, you're probably not going to be able to go rip the bottom off the sofa, tip it upside down, stick your head in there and take a look at it on the showroom floor. I mean, maybe you've had people do that in the past, but I certainly wouldn't do it. So, you know, what are some things if, I, if you're out shopping and you're a consumer, whether you're at Jerome's or anywhere, 
that you can look for to really know and make sure that, you know, the, the skeleton of your sofa, the framework it, is quality or it's what you're, what you should be paying for, right? Okay. Well, in regards to the frame, here's a couple things that I would pay attention to. Mm -hmm. um, size, obviously, right? I mean, you want to know your measurements before you get started. Yep. Um, that really is helpful. And the more, the more you arm yourself, like bringing in photos of your room, the more salesperson can help you. You know, the more information you bring in, yep. the more they're going to help you. But so some of the things you want to make note of when you sit down, one would be is the depth of the seat about right for you and your family. You know, whoever, yeah. if it's husband and wife, you know, you might both sit in there and say, well, yeah, it's okay for both of us because the seats, the depth of seats do vary. I mean, there is a standard, you know, about 22 inches and, and some lower priced houses will make them, will scrimp a little bit. Yeah. Um, trying to squeeze pennies out, but, um, but then it may not be right. You know, it, it won't fit right for you. So, um, I always like to compare things. So you, you don't need to measure them, but you could take, first of all, I would pick out frames that I like, you know, right. you like style, the, the right? look, yep. you like yep. the style. There's no sense in really eyeballing closely things that uh, you're not really interested in. And so when you're trying to settle in on something, you know, I would notice uh, the depth of seat mm -hmm. of the frame mm -hmm. to see if it's fine, you right. know, not too deep, not too shallow, you know, you're never going to get comfortable. Uh, the other would be the height of deck so that you feel pretty comfortable. And I mean, these are things that you're not going to really notice, but when you have it at home and you're sitting in it for two hours, because um, you're watching a TV program, yeah. then you're going to notice yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you, you, you want to be fairly sensitive to that. And again, the best way is to compare ones. And, um, and, and actually the slope of the seat makes a difference. Right. So different factories have different formula and they, you know, they think it should be done a certain way. Um, and they're, they're different. So it, these are things to check out. You really can't verify the frame. Um, but uh, one, one thing you could do is, you know, like pick up one front leg mm -hmm. and the, the frame will rack a little bit because it's, it's impossible to make a sofa where it won't yeah, flex if you yeah. pick up, let's say, one. But um, the less it flexes, the more it shows. Mm -hmm. it, indicates the integrity of the frame right Makes sense, yeah. but it has to flex because you know it's just it's just a big box with springs in it right right and for those springs to have full movement um, you can't build it so yeah, you would want a, it to be completely like a brick rigid yeah. like a park bench or something no right? it, it yeah. can't be wouldn't be comfortable that would be self-defeating <laughs> so let's see what else oh another thing you can check is under the cushions mm -hmm. we call that the top of the front rail mm-hmm um, note that there's some padding there uh, because today um, most of the springs are sinuous right. for the most part. Right. Right. And um, the, the deck, the, the top of the front rail right under the cushions is usually um, unforgiving. So you, you want to see some padding there. I've seen sofas out in the field where they have absolutely no padding under that on top of that front rail yeah and uh, the cushions would take a beating yeah so i think really to for to kind of help people just understand this like so you're talking about on the yeah the front of the sofa right underneath the cushions what you're finding is that 
there are people that are manufacturing sofas and the, the fabric's just right over the top of the, the plywood or whatever the, the frame's made out of. And so naturally that doesn't seem very conducive to something being very durable. I mean, as, as it rubs on that edge, they're likely gonna get a tear or, I mean, you know. Maybe. Well, you could. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it, um, the less that top of front rail is padded, the harder it's gonna be on the cushions and on the fabric. Yeah. Okay, so it's a both thing. Interesting. All right. Well, those are good tips. Absolutely, that people should look for. So, speaking of cushions, I think let's move on now. So we've got the kind of the frame down. Everybody knows the listeners. Well, know we didn't really talk about the inners, but I, uh, you really can't see that. I, you know. Well, if you want to talk about the innards, we can talk about the innards. But, <laughs> <you know. laughs> um, well, yeah, is there anything else that you feel like you, you want to cover there? I mean, well, I think we gave them some, you know, fairly easy things yeah, to check out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so let's jump on, let's move on to uh, seat cushions then. You know, we've got the frame down. Listeners know a little bit more about what to look out for kind of when they're shopping. And so what makes the, the sofas really comfortable? And that's usually the cushions. And I know there's a lot to cushions. I mean, there's various different types and there's various different foam densities. So talk to us a little bit about right, that. So to, today, most of the sofas out there are gonna be sinuous spring cushions, mm -hmm. meaning uh, the springs are flat. Right. They're at the top of the deck. They're right under the cushions. They go front to back. They attach on the front rail and, and on a back rail. Mm -hmm. So there's like a, uh, there's like a spring box and they're attached there and that part has to be hardwood to hold those springs right. um, and um, you know there there are other ways to make you know the old the old-fashioned way that's still made today is the eight-way eight-way hand-tied base where you have a series of springs sitting on a deck and then they're tied together in place with uh, linen yarn or, th or a cord, yeah. cording, heavy duty cording. It holds them in place and that's where you get your eight way hand tied. So they're, they're basically tied in eight different points on the spring and uh, held in place. It just, uh, today, uh, I think, you know, we're working on a better way to, to do that. But uh, you'll find that in sofas that cost maybe two to $4,000. So the eight-way hand tie is definitely more of a, it's a, it's a high a end, more durable high end. Yeah, it, it is. And if you're, if you're the type of person who, um, you know, thinks about reupholstering, yeah. that would be the frame. Yeah. That's so, a real investment. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, cause not everybody's looking for just a throwaway sofa. Some people are, some people only need something for well, their the, apartment. And so that's interesting though. I mean, to something yeah, else problem, people should be looking the out problem for. With, with, I mean, that I, people don't think of is that if you move right. and the size, you know, whether you, you want bigger or smaller, True. you know, if the configuration no longer works for you, then uh, you've really invested. So really the frames, the sinuous spring frames, um, and the reason why I'm talking that because it, it, uh, it really dictates the kind of cushioning you have. Okay. So the, the sinuous spring deck really doesn't, um, move vertically as much as let's say the eight-way hand tie does so you don't have what's called a spring ride on the sofa Makes so sense. springs aren't going up and down as you compress them so um the cushions actually do more of the work 
Yeah, I was getting ready to say. So it sounds like the cushion is really more important for a city. It absolutely yeah. is. And yeah. that's one reason today why you see uh, six, seven, eight inch cushions. I think today six inches would be a minimum unless you're doing a retro look. I mean, when I was a youngster, cushions were four inches. That doesn't seem like it'd be yeah. much comfort. And the but... phone wasn't all that yeah. great a quality. I mean, furniture actually holds up better today than it did then. Interesting, yeah. Um, but, I guess um, I, I think about when I look at our old advertisements and stuff, the cushions look paper thin. And I always wondered, you know, like, our sofas must well, we've not had have cushions. been that comfortable <laughs> back I mean, then. But it's You'll just... see cushions in our stores that are eight or nine inches yeah, right now. compared to the standard mm -hmm. was four, which looks pathetic yeah. by comparison. That's right. So speaking of cushions, you, you mentioned that there are multiple types. And I mean, I know a lot of the things we carry, we carry feather and down. We've got dream seating and which is the pocketed springs and uh, the gel memory foam. Um, talk a little bit about the types of cushions and, and uh, what makes them different kind of, you know, features and benefits. Well, uh, probably the most expensive is going to be uh, primarily feather and down cushions. Um, they are they they tend to be not that popular. One because of cost. Mm -hmm. The more down you put in it, um, the more comfortable the cushion is going to be, and the more it's going to be like a pillow. It will absolutely not hold its shape. And I find that a lot of people really don't like that. Yeah. They don't like that saggy look. Right, aesthetically, yeah. It just yeah, it, yeah, it bothers, you know, that's, that's just a preference. They don't necessarily like that. Um, they're very comfortable. The more feather you add to the down, the less comfortable it's going to be, but the more it's going to maintain its shape. And that does bring the cost down a little bit. So what we what we've do is we will have a hybrid, which is primarily foam, mm -hmm. and then it has a feather and down pillow on built in inside the cushion so that you, you have some benefit of the softness of the feather and down. Yeah. And then you have the foam that actually keeps its shape and helps the cushion not look ridiculous. Not get that bad look to it. Yeah. So, so and most people aren't going to go for that. I mean I'm not a I'm not a real fan of feather and down because I think the um, the they have to be in a in a muslin bag, a finely woven muslin bag because if if not, um, the down will work its way oh, yeah. through the, you know, through <laughs> the fibers. Yeah, and you you'll have little down parts coming all over. It happens. It's going to happen regardless. Yeah, I think you know? I had a pillow. It must have been a poor quality several years ago. But I always remember you just get that like poke in your face, and then it's oh, like all that everything coming through from yeah, the, the feathers. It, it will happen. The pillow, so. Um, uh, a little bit goes a long way. So, so there you have feather and down. Mm -hmm. And um, but uh, what I was saying is that they have to be in a bag. And anytime you have another layer of fabric between you and the springs, mm -hmm. it, it it does take away a little bit of the ride or the the springs' ability to push up and down or even the foam. I mean, the the polyurethane foam that we have today is actually incredibly good, mm -hmm. uh, although there are grades, you know. Right. So then, so you have feather and down, and then you have hybrid feather and down and foam, which we prefer. And then uh, you have foam cushions, but all foam is not equal. That's right. As we learned in the mattress a little bit, you talked a little bit about that. It's, it's the same and thing. It, yeah. So it, it could, 
Do you think we could talk about um, polyurethane foam for a minute? I do, absolutely. Okay, so if you talk to, if you went to lunch with a polyurethane a foam manufacturer, sounds, sounds right? And yeah. I've, I've been with these guys, <laughs> been out with these guys before. I mean, they could talk for two hours, right, about their foam and why it's so special yeah. and, and all the climatic things they do to make it consistently good and all that stuff. But really, when, when we are specifying foam, we're only looking at two things. One is the density, and that's the amount of product per cubic foot. Right. Right. So, and that, that has everything to do with the cost. That is what you're paying for. You're paying for the amount of product per cubic foot mm -hmm. of foam. And that's the density, or the weight per cubic foot. Yeah. That's how density is measured. The second thing would be um, the softness. You know, if it's really firm or soft, and that's a rating by numbers, and people in, who are real experienced in the trade would know what those numbers mean. They could, I mean, they know what a number, what a 30-pound piece of foam feels like compared to 40. So but, one question, just to stop yeah. you real quick, because, you know, I know, as you, you mentioned, and we've talked about before, you know, the foam density in 1.5 pound and 1.8 right. and 2.2. But that actually doesn't dictate the softness, though. You could have a 2.2 no. pound density foam cushion, but it, it could be softer than the 1.5 pound. So it could have the same rating as a one pound piece of foam. Interesting. Same rating. Yeah. There is going to be a slight difference, and that is the higher the density of the foam, the faster it's going to firm up as you press into it. Okay. And, yeah. it, and, well, and that makes sense, sense right? Because right. there's yeah. just there's more, more rubber there. there. Yeah. You know, you think right. of it as more density mm -hmm. in the rubber. Yeah. So, but um, so the way it's measured is only the first inch of compression. So if you took really expensive foam and really inexpensive foam, and if they had the same rating, it means they're going to feel the same in the first inch. Mm -hmm. Now, as you push them more into the more the more expensive foam is going to start to firm up more quickly. Which almost you want because that's really a sign of the durability, right? And the and how much it's going to hold that feel over the course of that's time, right? But the but the, what the point I really want to make is the softness has nothing to do with the price. They just change their recipe a little bit when they make it. The difference is that if you buy high quality, high density foam, Whatever softness you start out with mm -hmm. is probably going to remain the same longer yeah. than if it's less expensive. Yeah. So I guess a lot of, again, the same principle with our mattresses. Right. As we talked about how we design them to fit for, you know, it's not just designed to last. It's designed to fit for that, you know, 10-year exactly. period. So, so yeah, we have found, I mean, we, I mean, we found out years ago that a certain density of the foam works pretty well without getting too pricey. So, you know, you from experience, you find out what works best. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, so we will, in our sofas, we'll have a certain density of foam, and the industry standard is pretty close to that. Uh, but so the softness really is just something that's a preference thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that means that if somebody's shopping, um, you want to pick up the cushions if you can, right? Oh, right, yeah. And compare, yeah. you know, and try to make note of it. You know, just pick up, just flip the cushion over, pick it up from one end, just pick it straight up so you're not angling it yeah. or anything and it 
creates leverage on you. Just pick it up and make a note of it, and there will be differences. Interesting. You, you will, and the more you do it, I mean, a, a pro can pick it up and guess the density. Right. But the more you do it, especially if you do it side by side sofas, you, you're going to get a feel for it. So um, that's one thing you can do in a showroom. They won't arrest you for doing that. Is just pick up the cushion and just note its weight and then just put it back in place. This sounds like a tremendous idea for an in-store competition where people can come in and they can stack up against you blindfold, pick it up, guess the density of the foam, and if you can beat Jerry, you get a free sofa. How does that sound? Yeah, they probably weren't. <laughs> they probably wouldn't beat me unless it was. Well, luck. that's what I'm saying. At least that's the first. A, but after maybe after a hundred tries, they're right. gonna they'll start to get dialed in on it. Um, so that that's another thing that you can check. Okay, so pick way. it up, and then I know you and I talked about Dacron, and and a lot of people probably have no idea what Dacron is, but it's when you open the cushion, and a lot of times the white, cottony almost stuff is wrapped around the foam. That's right. Dacron, so, and it actually has a So good you could reason. do that. I mean, I don't think anybody would object to you peeking inside a cushion. Yeah. So if the cushions are loose, they're going to be zippered. Mm -hmm. you, you can pull a cushion out, unzip it, look at it, and the Dacron would be the white. It's usually white. Um, and it's, it's a spun fiber. Um, and it and it is maybe an inch thick and it goes around the cushion. Right, yep. Okay, so uh, some people, you know, there were years ago when they would put a lot more of it around the cushion, but it compacts, so it's not really a good filler, you know. So the main purpose in the cushion, which is very important, is that it creates a lot of friction between the foam and the cover. Interesting, okay. Yeah, to keep the cover from rolling because when you sit down in a sofa, you're pushing the the cover backwards right. into the yep. sofa. You're not. People don't sit straight up and down. They're they're. It's like at an angle, like a 45 degree angle. So what will happen is those covers eventually are going to ride around that uh, stuffing material. True. Yeah, and if you have, it's going to move. Yeah, and if you have piping on your sofa oh, yeah. on the edge, it really ends up looking bad because it rolls Right, if you have piping on it, you're going to yeah. notice it immediately. Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing that we would do in a video is just to show people how to straighten them out again. And it's, it's not a big deal. You can, you can do it. But the point is that Dacron limits the amount of travel of that cover. And that's, that's the main reason why it's there. So you want to see it, but you don't want to see too much of it really though. I mean, you know, well, you you don't want it used as a stuffing as a, material. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't really be. It's not there for it's, comfort. It's there for. The it's there to keep your cover the, in place yeah. longer. Yeah. Now you may see it in the back cushions. Sometimes you have loose back cushions, yeah. Yeah. or a, what we call a scatter back, which there might be uh, five or six cushions in right. the back, right? And those can be a combination of foam and Dacron. But there you can use a lot more Dacron because you're not sitting on those. Right. It's just for your support. Yeah, yeah. right. All right. Well, speaking of covers. Well, well we oh. forgot about dream seating. Oh, we did forget about dream seating. You're right. Dream seating. That's one of the most important parts. That's one of Jerome's signature things. Talk about dream seating. All right. So, you know, as you know, we don't have sales, right? That's so right. We're, we're not tempted to try to squeeze the quality out of a sofa just to get the price down. You know, it looks the same, right? But then, but the innards are stripped. Yeah. Right. So, um, 
when a customer's in our store, you really have to talk about the product. We don't, we, there, you can't be talking about uh, it's 20% off. Right, or exactly. Right? So the salespeople really have to know their product. Um, so the, our, our buyers are always looking for some extra value. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily trying to, you know, squeeze the price down, but it's really easy sometimes to get the factories to throw in a little extra quality, especially if you know what can and should be done. Yeah. Right, which yeah. our buyers do. Absolutely. So um, our dream seating is um, improved seating anytime we're able to take the factory standard and improve it. And uh, what we'll do most of the time is at least it will have a gel layer on top of the cushion which will improve the seating. It, it, it's just the gel absorbs heat. Um, it's just got a different feel and uh, it'll be layered so that the, it'll be softer on the surface. Mm -hmm. So as you sink into it, you know, the surface will be real. So anyway, what we've done is we've spiffed up those cushions um, from just adding gel to adding coil springs, which would be the absolute best Spring in my mind, that's the absolute best. It's a tiny mattress. In it's the a tiny little mattress. Yeah. You know the durability is incredible. Yeah, and that's uh, where so we put actually pocketed springs then inside the foam, and then it usually has the gel the gel layer over the top of that. Yeah. And so it's just like everything all in one then basically built for durability, built for comfort, and. So our, our buyers will try to, if they can, and they can most of the time because we, our quantities are large enough, mm -hmm. um, they're going to improve the standard seating of the factory and try to have something that's just a little better than what the customer's gonna see down the street. Yeah, so that's another thing, right? For people to look out for, especially when you're shopping for, you know, Jerome, so take a look and, and see if you're so well you know i want to just make one note so yeah. it's perfectly fine to go into store and if it's a loose cushion go in and zip it yeah stick your nose in there and see what's up yeah um when you zip it back it's uh a, something that is just being polite yeah is to make sure that when you completely re-zip it it's to put the zipper in the little fabric pocket yeah and the reason for that you know if you where the zipper ends up uh, usually there's, a, there's the zipper pocket extends beyond the zipper and that's so the zipper can get tucked in there and that's so that the zipper doesn't catch when, so a, a problem would be is that if the zipper is sticking out and you're, and you sit on a sofa 500 times, it, it will start to either, it'll bend the zipper, damage it, or it'll start wearing the fabric. Yeah. True. So that little pocket is to keep the zipper out of the way when you're not using well, it. Well, that's something people definitely <laughs> did not know. I, that's, that's total I, bonus I, material right I there. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Good they stuff. listen to this just to get that one little thing. Hey, that'll be the one thing if people take away. We love the zipper. It's just like it's helped <laughs> us out. Really, it's good for all retailers Well, if you do that in a story, they'll know that you're a damn expert. That right? you really it's know your like, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that would intimidate the salesperson, probably. There you go, coming in like, oh, boy. They'll say, do you work at a furniture store? Did you come from Jerome's or did you listen to Inside Comfort? <laughs> That's what I want people to be saying. Yeah, it's the podcast that other furniture stores hate, right? We're getting arming people with all this good information to go out and uh, be an informed shopper. All right, so we talked about dream seating now. Thank you for reminding me about that. I just can't believe I let it slip by. But so now let's move on to fabric. So, I mean, there's a seemingly endless number of colors and 
choices. I mean, there's Chanel fabric, there's velvet, you know, I mean, just like a lot of things when you're out in the showroom floor, um, leather. Uh, so what's kind of some of the stuff that people should look for when they're out looking for uh, upholstery? You know, I'm not really, as far as quality and... Well, um, when we're talking about cloth, mm -hmm. right, yep. there's two things. One is fiber, the actual fiber, the yep. yarn. And the second would be the weave. So um, the uh, synthetic fibers, like acrylics, poly, like a polyester, polypropylenes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they're going to be easier to clean. Yeah. And uh, they're going to be easier to clean. Um, they sometimes don't look as pretty as the natural ones, like cotton and uh, linens. Right. They will absorb dyes much nice. That's nicer and. Sometimes they'll just be a prettier color. They can hit colors with some of the natural fibers. But anyway, a natural fiber is going to be harder to clean. Um, and I'll get in, I'd like to get into that in a minute Absolutely. because yep. it's just it's fairly simple. But um, it'll be harder to clean, but it doesn't mean you can't clean it, right? Yeah. Um, and if you have children, the, the synthetics might be a way to go. So you, you're... I mean, do so you we're get talking more, about fiber. Yeah, and are you getting more softness then out of, out of your natural materials? Well, the naturals probably? will be yeah. softer usually. Yeah. Um, the the synthetics can get softer if the yarn is super super fine, as in uh, the microfibers. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. All right. Yeah. 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 And that's like a lot of your performance fabrics and even uh, some they've got that look like leather almost. The the weaves. So yeah, it's amazing like, what yeah. they can do with this stuff today. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so two things, you know, you really have to make a choice or, you, or, or not is to go with either natural or synthetic. And then the other is the weave. But the, the basic thing that you want to look for, uh, just a rule of thumb, would be the tighter the weave, the finer the yarn, the better off you are. Right? Yeah. So the finer the yarn, probably a softer to the hand it mm -hmm. will be, nicer. And the tighter the weave, the more it's going to cost, right? Right. The, and the more it will wear, the less it will pill. And the, the, that's just a general rule of thumb. So um, where that would come into play is if you're comparing two different things, now you just you look at them and you go, this one looks a little tighter, looks a little nicer yarn. It feels better to my hand, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll, I'll choose this one, Yeah. right? Uh, you don't have to be an expert. I, you can make a, a comparison between choices. And then I know we talk, we got a lot of leather too. We got a whole department, right? Of leather sofas and, and sectionals and other things. And, and leather, we'll save a lot of it for another episode, but briefly kind of what makes, what makes leather more expensive and, and how can people just kind of quickly identify the quality of leather? I'd say the, the most simple way to explain it is the better leather and top grain leather is usually the softest, most supple, and stretchy. So you, you kind of let your hands do the work on that. Yeah. So uh, without getting too deep into it, the, um, the top of the hide, the very outer surface of the hide, has the most tensile strength and it's the, uh, the, it's, it's the least granular. It's, um, fine. it's just Finer, finer, okay, yeah. yeah, but it has the most strength. Mm -hmm. As you go deeper in the hide, 
um, you have less and less tensile strength. So on an all leather sofa, typically the business end, meaning the whole front, yeah. inside arms, the seats, where you're the sitting, inside where your back, body's everything yeah. that's going to yeah. move yeah. is going to be top grain, meaning the outermost portion. And the outside arms and the outside back are going to be the splits, which would be the layer below the top grain. It doesn't have the strength. Yeah. It, it, it can't take bending and flexing, you know, a million times like top grain can. Um, but um, it seems to be a waste if you put top grain, let's say, on the outside back because it just sits there, it doesn't do anything, yeah. and you really can't tell the difference. And right. it really, it doesn't matter. It would only matter to a person who's really snooty and they go, I just want it all top grain. I don't care if it's, you know, $5,000. Yeah. That's what I want, yeah. you know. But um, so, but so and another thing is that when the, when the hides come down, um, they're graded based on how good they are. So if you think about it, I mean, these are animals. People I hate to remind people of that, but you know, they get into fights, scuffles, they run into fences, they scratch on a post and maybe there's a nail sticking out or something. Mm -hmm. They have scars like people do all over their bodies. Yeah. So the hides that are almost scar, scar free and that um, have, you know, they don't have bug bites or, you know, just anything. Any impurities. Yeah, any yeah, yeah. You know, those are going to be the most expensive hides. And uh, they need the least amount of work to get them to look pretty gotcha. good. Yeah. So hides, hides are typically sometimes, you know, like the uh, scars, are, if they can't cut around them, the scars are filled. Uh, they're finished. So the, you know, the more, let's just say the more banged up it's going to be, the more preparation yeah. has to be done to it. So, uh, uh, like a perfect heart, a hide is is subject to being all natural, you know, where they just wax it a little bit, put some oils on it, right. and you're done. And that's a whole different kind of hide. But so the the better the hide, basically, the softer it's going to be because the lesser expensive hides that have to be touched up and covered are going to have more pigment and uh, coloring on them. Interesting. More finishing. And uh, that tends to stiffen the hide. So basically, you just let your hands figure it out. You know, if you have one that just feels great to your hands, nice and supple, soft, you know you're looking at pretty good leather. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's informative. I think let's do a quick recap here, just um, quickly as we wrap up the show, kind of um, what customers can look for. So. We talked about the frame and the frame you said you know people need to be checking for the padded rail at the the front end of the front of the cushions i mean underneath the front of the cushions and then when they're looking at the cushions they can pick up the cushions they can feel the weight they can open them up and look in there look for the dacron make sure all the you know that that's in there and then when it comes to the fabric we're looking for kind of a generally tighter weave Smaller yarn, better quality, more durability. Not well, finer yarn. Yeah, yeah. finer yarn. Finer right. Yarn, yeah. Right. All right. Well, and I know it's a you... comparison thing because I mean you, right? I, I would say take the ones that you like and just compare them and and go with the better, 
Yeah, whatever selection. feels the best, right? I guess yeah, it's whatever right. is comfort, comfortable to you and whatever feels good on your skin. So I know, additionally, you wanted to go throw out some tips, I guess, for people here when it comes to upholstery. You had a couple as far as cleaning. So I'll let you talk about that for a minute here before we close it out. I think we really have to get into a video on that. But, um, you know, so the one thing to, to understand about the difference between synthetics and naturals is that the synthetics do not absorb moisture, water. And um, so when they get stained, it usually does not get absorbed right into the fiber mm -hmm. itself. It stays on the surface. Where, whereas if it's a natural um, fiber like cotton, uh, cotton just wants to suck up moisture anywhere, right. anywhere it can get it. So I, I'd say one tip. If you're going to spot, so here's what we did in the shop, and we found we found this to be, um, it, it's just a, a good cleaner to use. It was better than most of the over-the-counter ones right. that we bought, and that was we just took a, a teaspoon of Dawn detergent yeah. in a gallon of distilled water. Okay. It's, it's got to be distilled. Makes a difference. Right. Right. And uh, that was our that was our sudsy solution, right? So usually you're going to be cleaning uh, seat cushions. So what you want to do is have an absorbent material, usually a cotton rag, mm -hmm. on the underside, and you you want to dry the uh, material as quickly as possible. So but what's going to so basically what happens, and I don't want to get too deep in this, but the uh, the detergent is going to grab onto what it, the stain, right? Okay. And if it's if it's a um, a man-made fiber, usually your cotton rag will just suck it right off, because that's what it's these. So you're working with differences of absorbency. Okay. Right. So that that's why you right. always use when you're cleaning. You always want to use 100% cotton rag because it's going to suck the moisture right off a of synthetic. The synthetic will give it up. Oh, okay. And if you if you have a little detergent, and then so you want to limit it. I mean, generally you can do that. But I'd say the thing that's the absolutely most important that people do is they actually vacuum their upholstery. Because what what happens is, and people you just don't realize it, is that dust is sit is dust is continually yeah, dropping. Settling, yeah. Right, you know, yeah. all kinds of things, yeah. you know. It's continually dropping on that sofa, and when we touch it with our hands, we kind of glue it to the fibers. You know, there's enough moisture yeah, well, that yeah. it, it makes it sticky. Mm -hmm. So vacuuming really puts people ahead of the game. Absolutely. So vacuum your sofa. Yeah, That's you just want you want to yeah. keep the dust off because that is, you know, that that is the source of most of the trouble. If it looks kind of dingy, it's usually going to come from that. So Jerry, that's, you know, as we're talking about fabrics and, you know, it's one thing that made me think of was our custom order department. We've got a good selection of sofas where people can customize the color, the style even, the arm style, the depth, the width. And that's something that really I'd love to touch on in another episode because we're, we're really expanding it. And that's something really exciting we need to let consumers know about. I think that about wraps it up for today. Thank you for coming in and recording. And thanks, everybody, for listening to the, today's episode. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Podcasts can be found on all major podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now even on iHeart. Just about everywhere you listen to your podcasts. 
So tune in next episode, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about case goods next time. So wood products, beds, you know, things like that that everybody's got in their home. So just moving down the furniture line. Yeah, hey, I'm looking forward to the next episode, Drake. <laughs>